Welcome to the Earn Your Edge podcast. I'm Corey Lumberg, joined by Cameron McCormick from Altus Performance, and we have an Edge Express episode. Cameron, what is an Edge Express episode? The Edge Express is things that have, I guess, piqued our curiosity, things that we're trying to read, research uh, weekly, monthly, uh, sometimes daily, that we want to share, we want to talk about openly, because uh, we think that it might be interesting for the listeners. Exactly. So this week is uh, two by two. Yeah. Two things. Yeah. And I've got two things. So let's dive right in. Yeah. Well, and I think that the... I guess not. <laughs> well, yeah, we're not going to dig in yet. But because I, I wanted to share this, like the the reason why we started the whole podcast in the beginning is because we had some really interesting conversations that we thought this doesn't make sense just to keep among us. Let's mm-hmm. share this. And then, but I also think that, that the guest interview format doesn't allow us to share the other interesting conversations that we have here at Altus between you and I. Internal, to, yeah. yeah internally and the other coaches. Yeah, along, exactly. Yeah. Of things that we just think we'd recommend that people look into and share. So these will be shorter episodes. Yeah. So. That's why we need to dive right yeah, in. Yeah, right. Two by two. What's okay. the first thing that you have? So I was watching a documentary and the documentary was about, I guess, hacking the nutrition or hacking nutrition. And I won't uh, reference what the documentary was, but in the lead of the documentary, the person who produced it, the kind of lead person in that, revealed Bruce Lee's life philosophy, if you will. And uh, the quote that he shared was Bruce Lee's life philosophy was research your own experience, absorb what is useful, reject what is useless, and add what is essentially your own. And I thought it was very, very interesting. Uh, Apparently, Bruce developed that way through clearly his own odyssey of development through teenage years where he learned traditional methods of combat. But the in the documentary, they tell that story of Bruce got his ass whipped in a street fight when all he knew was karate or traditional martial arts. And so that then propelled him to avoid that situation again to research other methods of combat, whether that be boxing or whether that be kickboxing or there are other things they talked about in there. And I just thought it was very interesting. And then very quickly after that, the second piece was that video that I shared with you of Rory describing his his great form this year, right? 17 top 10s, and it was on Golf TV. And for those that haven't seen that video, we might repost it here to the social channel. So you can go to our Instagram or um, you can certainly go to Golf TV and, and read that where he talks about finding his formula for the year. So digging deeper into those things would be something that I think is... Can you hit me with the Bruce Lee one again? Yeah. So the first part is research your own experience. And I think that would be kind of like being neutral, being a researcher and understand what's going on around you from no place of preconception or bias. Which is similar to what we talk a lot about with reflection, right? So you have to have that period that you pause and say what's happened and learn from that. Correct. Correct. And then further to that, absorb what is useful. And so after researching and noticing, I think the message there is to pull out things that kind of resonate with you and that are working for you as you road test their effectiveness in your own sport or or life. And there'll be things that you keep, things that you take with you and things that you just find aren't aren't effective for either in your life or your sport. And uh, I guess absorb what is uh, useful to you personally, uh, not what society around you, whether that's your peers or sometimes even your coaches thinks is most pertinent or most useful. The other clue in there is picking up on the relevant factors, being able to to separate the signal from the noise. Yeah. When I was playing in college, I remember watching an interview with Tiger Woods where he described the exact same thing. And this is back when mid and late nineties, 
when Tiger was turning professional. And I remember the interview really well where he described uh, picking up small pieces of information and taking two or three percent right. of what someone was telling him, whether that someone was a peer, a fellow player, uh, or whether that someone was his dad or even a coach, and then sorting through those things. And then the next part is is the sorting process or rejecting right. the, the 95 and 97 percent. I'm not saying it's always going to be that amount, but certainly you need to be brave enough and willing to vet those things, right? Yeah. The second part, your second recommendation is that it's a six minute long video on Rory McIlroy and it's awesome. It's unbelievable. And really the first three minutes where he talks, the question is, well, what's different? You've been so consistent over these last, this last year with, again, you said 17 top tens. And the things that he mentioned was that he was doing similar to what you talked about with Bruce Lee. He was reading a bunch Mm -hmm. and he cited some things that he was looking into with just psychology and the most interesting thing that I saw from that video when he was like, there are things that I overlooked that I used to think were stupid, mm-hmm. which I thought was incredible. So, I mean, it speaks to what you're speaking to there, speaks to what you're speaking to there yeah. because he, he was open-minded to some other things that he had previously just decided were, uh, I guess, beneath him or maybe not relevant to him as a competitor, I yeah, guess. I don't necessarily, he would say that they were beneath him, but he certainly underweighted the importance of them Yeah, and maybe given the chance to kind of reframe his thoughts, maybe he would choose a different word other than stupid, but maybe not quite as important. Underweighted, yeah, that's probably a good way to say it. I think a deeper thought there would be, why do you think he came to that revelation? And when I was playing in college, I remember, you think I'm wrong. Because of the difficulties he was going through. Yeah, out of necessity. And he didn't didn't mention the Ryan Holiday book, but we know Mm -hmm. that the Ryan Holiday book was one of those books that he read. Obstacles the way. In my mind, you you find a book like that, and it's like, oh, shit, this is really good. Mm -hmm. And so then it leads you down the rabbit hole of pursuing similar ideas and digging deeper into those. One other thing that I wanted to mention on the Rory video was that he, he said that one of the differences was that he really found his formula. So for every week, he knew what his blueprint was. He has a really good understanding for the actions that he needs to take to prepare his, not just his golf game, but his mind and body and skills each week, which is something that we talk a lot about. Obviously, we're working on trying to have a a product that we share online in a course where we'll help people find that what that formula is as far as how you prepare for a golf tournament. So Yeah. One of those points he also mentioned that goes to preparing for golf tournaments, whether it's uh, off week or the weekend event is the use of technology where he right. makes a point that he's been wearing whoop for what six eight months now and that being an advantage that he feels like he has over his former self an advantage therefore he's kind of using over the competition because he he can understand uh, how much he's taxing his body how much strain he's putting on his body he knows when he can ramp up versus ramp down that physical and also mental activity yeah, exactly. So, uh, go find, we'll try to repost it, but definitely go find that video. There's some inspiration. There. One last point before yeah. we jump to your two is the last comment on Bruce Lee of adding what is essentially your own. People would maybe think that, um, adding something that's essentially your own means you have to add something new or invent something, but I don't think that's the point. I think the truth is that everything is built upon something else. So it's okay to learn from others, but yet adopt it as it is your own and carry it forward and know that that's your, your DNA, your, your, your blueprint. Quick word about our partner Titleist, makers of the number one ball in golf. If you're not already playing a Titleist golf ball, 
you definitely should be. The all-new Pro V1 and Pro V1X have been redesigned for more speed, more precision, and more consistency than ever before. Most of our clients here at Altus already know that they should be playing a Titleist golf ball, so it's often a question of which is the best for their game. The Pro V1 has a softer feel and lower flight than the Pro V1X, and the Pro V1X has a higher flight with more spin and a firmer feel. Both models provide proven drop and stop greenside control, lasting durability, and unsurpassed quality. Prove how good you can be. Tee up the new Pro V1 or Pro V1X on your next round. And now, this week's episode. There's a book that I've been reading called The Alter Ego Effect by Todd Herman. And the reason why this book caught my attention, because it's very, the premise for it is very similar to an idea that we talk a lot to about our players, where we talk about trying to understand who your best performing self is and what are the characteristics of, and the way that we kind of pitch it is trying to figure out what do you look like when you're playing your best? What would an outside observer see in you? Whether that be how you walk or how you're interacting with competitors or whatever, or how you act between shots. And then what do you feel like? What are the things that are going on in your mind that are substantially different when you're, when you've got it on go? And so then we talk about getting into character because every time you step on the first tee, it's a performance. Every time you or I as a coach get on the range, it's a performance. And so we need to be in that character. And so the whole idea behind the alter ego effect is it kind of takes that idea and puts it on steroids. And the idea is Clark Kent gets into the phone booth and he becomes Superman Mm -hmm. and identifying what the author Todd Herman calls your heroic self. So what are the characteristics of the person that you would like to be when you perform? So similar to the idea that that we talked to about our players and Mm -hmm. the examples that he uses are awesome. So do you know who Sasha Fierce is? No. Okay. Sasha Fierce is, but you know who Beyonce is. Oh yeah. Yeah, obviously. And so Beyonce was in a, she was in, did a lot of gospel singing, I guess, early when she was a teen. Mm-hmm. And then she started to be in Destiny's Child, I guess, early stages of Destiny's Child, where she didn't feel uncomfortable with some, or she didn't feel comfortable with, I guess, some of the more maybe provocative uh, stylings of Destiny's Child. Okay. Or like getting on stage and, you know, this young gospel singer. And so she created this alter ego. Mm-hmm. Her name is Sasha Fierce, where she defined, well, I, I need to act like this, look like this, feel like this when I'm performing this way. Is she inventing this identity? Or she, this she, really no, she invented this identity, which okay. that's that's one of the fun parts of the book that they talk about is the fun yeah. part is naming whoever this uh, alter ego that you have. Yeah. So, I mean, these are these are certainly components of your own personality. The one th- struggle that I have is there's a piece of authenticity that I think is important. Mm-hmm. Like you still have to be yourself. Yeah. But there are things that live within, within us that we would like to bring out during these important performances. And I think it's this really interesting idea of, being able to separate yourself in this this way mm-hmm. and to kind of flip the switch and have your phone phone booth moment. He talks a lot about having like an artifact or a totem where yeah. that triggers the turning on of this alter ego. He he cited Martin Luther King who didn't need glasses, but felt like when he was going to give a speech or uh, was doing something important, he put on those glasses because they felt they he made him feel more distinguished. Sure. Similarly, Winston Churchill had all these hats and he, he had this process that he went through where he has these hats on the wall and he mm-hmm. says, what self am I going to become today? Mm-hmm. And he put the hat on and that's cool. the self that he becomes today. So, I mean, this, this book, he, he is a sports psychologist. Mm-hmm. This, the, his background is in sports psychology, working with Olympians and professional athletes. But I, I think that not only if, you know, it's, it's relevant if you were going to go 
give a speech or do anything in life. But man, to have, to go through the steps of defining what's my heroic self, what do I act like? I think it's a really powerful idea. Borrowing something that from that exactly. identity. Yeah. So, yeah. And so the ways that you do it is you could either do it for, this can be a composite of other people that you admire, whether you, you know them or you see them or, or you definitely identified characteristics in them that you would like to emulate. Plus the things that you identify that you know that you need to do best performing self. So. And then are you using alter ego right now? No, no, I'm not. This is just me. This is, this is just Corey. But you know, we did have a, we, we did this with a group of our, our young combine, like 11 to 14 year olds. So this is some live road testing. Yeah. So we road tested because it it was already similar to what we had done. Mm -hmm. And, and the fun part was when they got to name their alter egos, we had this kid, this 11 year old who didn't say anything the whole time. Like he was real quiet kid. His name was Jack. And then it came time to name the alter ego, which you had to define, and he did, and it got to him. And so, what's the name? And he said, "My alter ego's name is Dr. James Clutch." Yeah. And I, the whole group, the whole group, just <laughs> died laughing because his name is not James; yeah. his name is Jack. But he named it Dr. James Clutch. And then there's something to that, like to the humor piece of that too, that mm-hmm. lightens what can otherwise be a heavy situation. Is sure. I'm becoming Dr. James Clutch. Yeah. So I love great that. advice. Yeah. So I recommend that book. But there's a lot more to that than just that that simple premise. So the alter ego effect is is one of my recommendations that I want everybody to look into. Um, the other, my last recommendation here is just an idea, a question, kind of a, maybe a challenge for the listeners is in another book named indistractable. I'm like reading, like I read like 30 pages of a bunch of books Mm -hmm. instead of reading them all the way through. Eventually I'll finish them all, but indistractable is one book that I'm reading right now. And it's basically about kind of, I guess, productivity and being distracted by all the things, all the noise that we have in our lives right now, especially like social media, phone, that sort of thing. But a question that you can ask yourself is traction versus distraction is what I'm doing right now, moving me towards my goals or moving me away from my goals. And so as I read that trigger question in the book, it's just kind of stuck with me for the last couple of weeks. I found it to be pretty effective mm-hmm. as I scroll down a few posts too, too far. Yeah, yeah. Right. To, to just have that pause and say, Oh, wait a second. Am I making traction or am I being distracted right now? And it's really been a helpful little question to ask myself. I think it has some relevancy to our pursuit in sport as well, because I think there's a lot of ways to get distracted from what your blueprint is. Yeah. And so when you're making a t- decision to, whether it be, I don't know, a swing change, like I saw something really cool, this guy swings it good, or I saw a tip on Instagram. Is this a distraction of what my blueprint is, or is this actually going to move well, me? It's a fine line of work, I think, right? Because uh, going back to uh, Rory's experience that he shared on the video or Bruce, Bruce Lee's life philosophy, if you're not at least um, fishing, then yeah, really what right. research are you doing? So there's a bit of research that's necessary and there's that filtering process that goes through there. And what you're bringing up right there is hits another expression that we've both used together. Are you getting by? Are you getting better? It's right. a fairly simple, similar concept, but it kind of hits home more specifically on the things that would prevent you from getting better, which would be that distraction. Right. Yeah. So there's four things from us, two by two, mm-hmm. and we're going to try to do a few more of these. Hopefully there's some thoughts or some, I guess they're, the time that we have here doesn't, doesn't give us the time to really dig into those concepts in full, but hopefully it encourages you to look further down the uh, ideas that resonate with you. Or yeah, I think it's a good component to head in this direction. Yeah. Uh, think through these concepts and do your own uh, research and... Uh, absorb what's useful. Yeah, exactly. So we've got, we'll, we'll, we've got a couple of good interviews coming up. Coach Jamie Mulligan is one. And who else do we have uh, this week? We've got another one. 
We've got a couple of good things Everybody coming up. Yours. Yeah. 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 Okay. There you go. So you'll hear from me and hopefully if you haven't check out the interview that we shared from level up radio with Cameron McCormick last week. So you'll be hearing a few more of these from us too. Bye for now. Okay. It's Under Armour's mission to make all athletes better through passion, design, and the relentless pursuit of innovation. And that ethos or mission statement couldn't be more aligned with the Earn Your Edge podcast. We're thankful to be powered by Under Armour. Thanks very much for listening to this episode. If you want to learn more about Altus Performance, go check out altusperformance.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at Team Altus and Instagram at Altus Performance. Also, thanks to Cordy Walker for his wonderful production work on this and coming episodes of Earn Your Edge. Oh,